Hey, Matt. Hey. Is that a Bitcoin? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> Proud of yourself? Yeah. Stick with me here. On top of a cryptocurrency platform. Um, I just fell asleep. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Welcome to Talk Bitcoin to Me, a down and dirty podcast to get nitty gritty with the booty. A space for folks to learn about Bitcoin without feeling stupid. <laughs> Please note, we are not financial advisors. Any more than your favorite murder podcasters or licensed detectives, so please don't mortgage your house on our advice. Thanks. Okay, Matt, I want you to sing the Talk Bitty theme song as well as you can remember it. Go ahead. Talk Bitty, talk, talk Bitty to me. Talk Bitty, talk, talk Bitty to me. We really think it's better when you do it, Scott. Welcome to this itty bitty episode where we onboard you to some common Bitcoin acronyms. Let's start with an acronym that many people might not have heard, but it's called DCA. Dollar Cost Averaging. Can you explain what that is? Uh, dollar Cost Averaging, uh, for those of you that don't are familiar with that term, it just is a, a simple way. So you know how we were brought up to take a part of our paycheck and put it in a bank? Every time you get paid, you should take X percent and put it put in a bank. Your savings, yeah. Your piggy bank. That's that's dollar cost averaging into your savings account. Every month when I get paid, I get paid once a month, I'm going to take 50 bucks and I'm just going to put it in my savings account. Okay. So how does it apply to Bitcoin? So for Bitcoin, it basically is just a way to hedge the the price volatility of Bitcoin. And what I mean by that is like, so, so Bitcoin has these crazy, crazy price swings and, and people are like, yo, should I get it now? Should I buy the dip? Is it going to go back down? Is Bitcoin going to go up? Well, it's like this many. And like when it gets down to this, I'm going to buy it. But dollar cost averaging is like, screw it, man. You don't know what it's going to do. Do you think the general trend is going to be up or down? If you think it's going to be up, cool. Maybe you dollar cost average into it. Maybe that means to you 20 bucks a week. I just buy a little bit of Bitcoin. That's that's what dollar cost averaging is. It's Why just, is it called dollar cost averaging? Like to because, me, an because, average means. Because say that, say you're like, I want to spend, I want to put $100 in the Bitcoin. Oh. And someone's like, okay, I got this 100 bucks and I want to put it in Bitcoin. Do I do it now? Do I do okay, it later? so it's a way of taking $100 and it's a way turning and spreading it from it out. one trigger pull to four trigger pulls. Or so whatever, you get... or to 20 trigger pulls. Maybe it's $25 pulls uh-huh. over over okay, so you get the best you get the best price because you're just averaging in. Yeah, now you just got the average price of Bitcoin over that month that you bought in for your $100. That is dollar cost averaging. When you see people on Twitter say like keep calm and DCA. Yeah, there's actually a, a website, link it in the show notes. It's either DCA BTC or BTC DCA. I can't remember, but Okay, and obviously what does BTC stand for? Bitcoin. Well, BTC is the ticker symbol on most most exchanges. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ticker symbol, I mean, like, you know how Apple's like AAPL on the stock exchange. Yeah. That's just DTC. That brings us to our second term, Matt. Mm. What is HODL? H-O-D-L. Oh. HODL. HODL. So HODL goes way back in 
Bitcoin history. Friendly reminder that Bitcoin came on the scene in about 2008. Yeah. HODL is a term and it's another kind of like buying Bitcoin market term thing. And it has to do with holding, holding Bitcoin. Like don't sell. The opposite of selling. The opposite of selling is, the opposite of selling is buying, but like. Like don't sell your Bitcoin during the dip, just hold it. Yeah. Some people are like, do I sell or do I buy? It's like, there's this third option. It's called holding. You just, just hold it. Just take your Bitcoin that you already have and don't do anything with it. Yeah. Side, I'm going to sidetrack on this real quick. A lot of people were like, what's the use case of Bitcoin right now? What's the, what, what problem does it solve? And it's like, well, you can just hold it. You can literally store wealth in it. You can convert to it. As opposed if, to if dollar fiat currency loses value because of inflation because they print more. But anyway, and by the way, Bitcoin yeah, does anyway. solve problems. Bitcoin is a entire solution to our monetary system. But anyway, yeah, hodl. Where HODL does this come from? Comes from hold. Okay, so the term, so the word hold. Mm-hmm. But there was like a forum, and people were posting about you know Bitcoin was going through one of these crazy cycles, and like the price was going wild, and then it was like falling a lot. And someone on the forum was typing, and they typed like. Hot all, hot all, like in all caps. But <laughs> they just misspelled hold. Everyone's pretty sure they meant to spell hold. Of course they did. But people adopted it and said it stands for hold on for dear life. No, he didn't mean that initially, but. But now he did. You know, what a genius. No, but so now you'll hear like hodl, man, just hodl down. So like in a yeah. bear market where things are kind of slow and the price might be a little low, don't sell your Bitcoin. Hoddle. Hoddle. You know Dan Held? Yeah. So Dan Held, his last name is Held. And he, he likes to tell you that. He, he, likes, he to likes to brag to like, about that. I held because my, my last, last name's held. held and I held. I just, I've just held through all the cycles. He's actually really cool. But I like I like him. Matt a, doesn't. For a long, uh, No, I don't dislike him. He's just like. He's got a little bit of braggadocio uh, that yeah. rubs Matt the wrong way. Sometimes. But he, a long time on Twitter, he, he spelled his last name Heddle. That's cute. Yeah, right. See, that makes me like him more. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's in it to win it. All right, coming to our next term. <laughs> Matt doesn't know what term I'm about to say next, and I'm going to give some hints and see if he can guess what it is. I don't really is. know what any of the terms are that's coming next. So do you remember when Facebook first came on the scene and then all of a sudden friending someone became a verb? Like, friend me. I have no idea where you're going with this, but yes, I remember that. So there's something that the media and outspoken people do when they're just trying to trash talk Bitcoin. And it's a verb oh. made from this acronym. No, can it's, you guess it's, it? It's, it's a noun. It's, it's both. Okay. It can be both. Oh, yeah. What is it? FUD. Yes, Matt. F U D, FUD. Yeah. And like, what does it stand for? Say what you want. Okay. It stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I will um, use one in a sentence. Mm-hmm. The Fed has been fudding the shit out of Bitcoin lately, spreading all of these sentences in their press releases that indicate that Bitcoin is not going to come through. They're just yeah. fudding the shit out of Bitcoin. Of course they are. The topical of uh, the economist, like front page, like today, was like about central bank digital currencies. Really? I didn't know that. Uh, which we can talk about that acronym later. CBDCs. Central Bank Digital Currencies. I just threw one in there sideways. CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. So that means a coin issued by a sovereign state to operate in a digital world. So while it is made to be digital, it's still centralized, which is the whole point that Bitcoin's trying to solve because Bitcoin notices that sovereign states are real greedy and they print 
and they don't have any eye towards scarcity or control, which is why we need that bidding. Uh-huh. And going back to, okay, so now taking a, ba- a level back up to FUD, did you know, Kaylee, that Nick Carter developed a, a product for that concerns FUD that you can purchase, and it's FUD dice. I'll send the link. What? They're dice. They're like these big dice that you can like roll. He's, he's holding his hands out like it's a physical thing. Yeah. They're, they're dice that you can order online. And they're called Bitcoin FUD dice. Okay. Because the arguments are always the same. So you can just like roll the dice and see what your argument against Bitcoin is. And it's just like Let energy see mining. Can, oh, China yeah. has all the supply. Like it's like just all the yeah, things I people have been saying for over a decade now. Okay. It's just so the same. FUD just represents um, what people who are anti-Bitcoin bring to the conversation. They bring fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And then... If we wanted to capture this in like a verb, we would say like, man, I was trying to have a conversation with my buddy and they were just fudding all over Bitcoin. Super fud. <laughs> and listen, you can have a healthy dose of fud. Okay? You should. Right. It's an emerging asset. Right. Like get realistic, see where your head's at, read articles. And then hodl. <laughs> oh, and then DCA or. Okay, Matt, a quick little gimme. Okay. Sats. Oh, sats. We've talked about sats before on this show. I think we mention it all the time. Yeah, because you should stack sats. No, this is not financial advice. You should do what you want. You should hodl. Okay, but sats are um, the colloquialized unit of account for Bitcoin. Uh, Its smallest unit is a satoshi um, shortened to sat. So 0.0000001. Because there's eight decimal points to one Bitcoin. Right. So 100 million sats is a Bitcoin. Is one Bitcoin. And a friendly reminder, you can buy less than a Bitcoin on Cash App. NFT. Non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. Okay, let's just tackle the word token for a second. Matt, do you have an accessible definition for like what they mean when they say token? I think of a token as like an item. Like a talisman or like a trinket, a token. Yeah. Tokens in the digital space, like in this cryptocurrency space, um, uh, basically they represent value that functions on top of a, stick with me here, on top of a cryptocurrency platform. Um, I just fell asleep. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So most of the NFT space right now um, is around Ethereum. So um, people are like minting these digital. You're saying a lot that we don't know. Well, we talk. Okay, go so back a to token, the NFT episode. We got okay, an NFT episode. You're right. We do. Yeah. Um, a token though is basically like a digitized item that is proof of ownership via a blockchain. Yeah. So a token in general, when we talk about tokens, there's coins and there's tokens. Tokens function on top of coins platforms. So if Bitcoin is a coin. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is a coin, mm-hmm. and a, and an NFT is a type of token that functions on top of one of those platforms. Because it's the blockchain that keeps it's it the, secure yeah, it's and the verifiable. Blockchain that you're basically yeah that you're tapping into. So a token is a file mm-hmm. that operates on top of a blockchain to verify ownership. And non fungible means it's completely unique. It's not one for oneable. As, back to the example we've used before about fungibility. Diamonds. One dollar equals one dollar, right? But one diamond does not equal one other diamond because things like weight and clarity and all sorts of things come into play. 
So let me review the terms that we've done so far. We've done DCA, dollar cost averaging. We've done HODL, which is a misspelling of hold, which means just don't sell your biddy. Hold on for dear life. Um, we've got BTC, the ticker for Bitcoin. Matt mentioned CBDC, which is centralized bank. Central bank digital, digital currency. currency. So them trying to get in the coin game, but like still playing by their old fucking rules. Oh, NFTs. but even worse. We can, we can go down the CBDC. We should do an episode. NFTs, yeah. non-fungible token. Obviously, we don't even need to go into this one, but it applies a lot to Bitcoin and crypto buying FOMO. Fear of missing out. FOMO yeah. runs markets, not just crypto markets, yep. all markets. Be careful of the FOMO. It'll get you too. Don't FOMO, just BTFD. Oh, God. Go We're ahead, Matt. Them all. BTFD stands for, pardon Buy my French. the fucking dip. Buy the fucking dip. Not financial advice. That's just what it stands for. Matt, do you want to expand on buy the fucking dip at all? I'll, I'll, I'll say this about, about BTFD is it is, so Bitcoin's volatile. Um, so a lot of your, if you're really paying attention to this stuff right now, you're probably seeing all sorts of coins going up, all sorts of things you've never heard of. Um, and are, some things you've heard of, but don't know how to pronounce it's like what? Doja cat and Doge coin. Doge coin. Speaking of FOMO. <laughs> whoa. It's hitting that one real anyway, hard. Back to buy the fucking dip. Um, it's people that are, that are watching these markets and all of a sudden the price goes up and then all of a sudden it tanks and people are like why is it tanking and people freak out and keep selling and uh there's some people that are like this is the buying opportunity if you truly believe in it you're you're getting it right now and that's what btfd stands for but it's impossible to call the bottom of a dip as we said in a previous episode it's like trying to catch a falling knife and you're gonna get cut oh, yeah. oh my god you're don't song, do it that song is so good don't thank you don't try to catch the falling knife, but do buy the fucking dip. Just know that uh, dips come... No, not financial advice. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I don't give a shit what you do with your money. Matt, do you want to tack on one more, but this is kind of a big one? And it's P-O-W versus P-O-S. Oh, well, now we're going down more than just an acronym. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Well, let's do a short, short version. Go. P-O-S versus P-O-W. All right. So in our, we've talked about... What mining is in in the Bitcoin realm, at least. I can do it really quickly. Mining is when you lend your computer power to verify the blockchain, which makes it more secure, which makes everyone win. As a trade for that energy that you are doing to secure the blockchain. And verify transactions so that people can transact with each other. You are entering this pool, this lottery, that if you solve, if your computer solves this very complicated algorithm that the Bitcoin program is hashing out if your computer is able to solve that you might be the first one to mine a block of transactions like the wally packing the giant garbage brick and you will get a bitcoin reward so that's all work yep so solving that equation is proving that someone did the work to overcome that hash like they put in this hash they put in this computing power that's called hash power there was a trade there was a of trade time that was made. and energy. Yeah, you traded your time, you traded your electricity for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like manufacturing what goes into people mining for gold. Mm -hmm. There's time and energy that goes into getting this gold out of the ground. If there wasn't time and energy, if right. it was just pine cones, then there would be no scarcity and there would be no value. 
Here comes the big rabbit hole, though we're not gonna we're not gonna dive into it. Okay. Proof of stake. POS is the other one. POS is just like it sounds, piece of shit. <laughs> it comes with its own trade-offs, just like proof of work does. Uh, proof of stake comes with its own trade-offs. Um, a lot of people have been asking me about um, Ethereum 2.0 because um, the Ethereum uh, platform, their blockchain is moving over their governance system. They're moving it away from proof of work to proof of stake. Can I interpret what you're saying right now? Ethereum is another kind of crypto. So they have their own blockchain with its own rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bitcoin, we've talked about its rules a lot and it relies on proof of work of miners. Ethereum also relies on proof of work of miners right now. But as a response to a lot of like energy outcries, which we already addressed, it's saying that it's going to move from a proof of work system that's energy intense because you're trading energy and time to a proof of stake system. So what does that mean? So with proof of work, the the way that you win a block, right, is contributing the hash power. And so everyone's competing for that. And whoever contributes the most basically gets to put their stamp of approval on the block and keep going. With proof of stake, it comes down to the more you hold of the thing, This in this case it would be like Ether, which is the coin on Ethereum network, the more Ether you hold, the more stake you have in the network, and therefore the more governing power you have in validating a block of transactions. Guys, if you can listen to what Matt says through how boring he talks, he's basically saying that Ethereum is moving its governance system, and governance means how do we make decisions? How do we decide the future? It's moving its system to a proof of who has the most to make those decisions. Yeah, it's basically That's what our system is now. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. It, it is way less energy intensive, but that's the trade-off. There is a reason that that Bitcoin is stuck with proof of work. It's because it's the only truly democratic lottery of of getting everyone equal footing of buy-in and equal footing of ownership and therefore equal footing of deciding where Bitcoin goes. Because again, there's nobody at the top. There's nobody to take this to. Ethereum is saying, let's create a top. It's the people who have the most ether. Yeah, and listen, Ethereum is, say what you want, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Ethereum. Obviously, we have ours. Um, I'm not I'm not even saying I'm anti-ether. Oh, I'm not either. I'm, I'm not I'm just saying I'm Bitcoin first and always. No, I would, if I had to predict the future, I would say Ethereum will probably be around for a long time. Oh, yeah. And will serve a purpose. But it is not proposing to be the new money like Bitcoin Well, it is. used to not, but... That's the thing is a lot of people are actually in charge of it. So that's kind of the issue with Ethereum is that there are people making decisions about the we direction. We need to do an episode About on the ETH. supply. All right. We have talked about BTC, E-T-H, Ethereum. We've talked about DCA, FOMO, HODL, FUDDING. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. See, what else? We've <laughs> talked about POS versus POW. Um, and I think that might be it. Thank, I think that's about thanks it. for joining us on this itty bitty episode. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk Bitcoin to Me. You can find any information and links that we mentioned in the show notes below. Keep an eye out for our next podcast by following us on Twitter at Talk Bitty to Me. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Why are you trying to sound like a robot? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a hip hop song. No, I, no. Talk Bitty to Please Me. Please stop. <laughs>